From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. Above all, it's a show about what's next, creativity, and the innovation and technology that are changing how we work and shaping the future of business throughout our state. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers who may challenge the status quo, but also make their dreams a reality. I'm Joel Shetler, your host and editor of Finance and Commerce, Minnesota's oldest business newspaper and online publication. Thanks so much for joining me. As the new executive director of the Urban Land Institute of Minnesota, Stephanie Brown assumes a leadership role with an organization dedicated to creating, among other things, quote, sustaining and thriving communities. That's a big job in any era, let alone at a time when Minnesotans are dealing with a global pandemic and struggling with issues of social injustice. Brown is also filling some big shoes as she takes the baton from Karen Dewar, who served as ULI Minnesota's executive director for 17 years. But Brown, who officially starts her new job October 1st, brings plenty of her own experience to the job. An urban planner and strategic consultant, Brown has worked across the globe to address needs ranging from housing to utilities, according to ULI. Most recently, Brown was a principal with Yellow House Ideas, a strategic planning consultancy with clients such as the McKnight Foundation, the Itasca Project, and Greater Twin Cities United Way. Previously, she had a five-year run with McKinsey & Company, where she served clients in construction, infrastructure, and the public sector. In the following interview with reporter Brian Johnson, Brown reflects on her experience as an urban planner, discusses her job duties at ULI, and offers insight into the challenges and opportunities that await Minnesota communities during these difficult times. Stephanie Brown uh, is our guest today, and, and I'm pleased to, um, to have you on our podcast, Stephanie. Um, Stephanie, by way of background, is an urban planner and strategic consultant with deep experience in community and economic development. In that role, she has helped private and public sector entities address core infrastructure needs from housing to utilities. So thank you, Stephanie, for joining us today. Glad to be here. Great. Well, um, first of all, I was wondering if you could talk about your, I guess, talk a little bit about ULI and uh, Urban Land Institute, uh, Minnesota chapter. how long has it been around and, and what's what's its mission in a nutshell? So ULI is a long-standing organization, almost 100 years of history globally. And in Minnesota, we've been here for 17 years. And the mission of ULI is really around leadership and responsible land use to create and sustain thriving communities. And I think we see the importance of that uh, lived out uh, very much right now for us today. And uh, all the more important time than ever to have these spaces to bring together leaders to, to deal with these tough tough issues. Yeah, absolutely. And who are some of your members? Are, are you people from the private sector, the public sector, pretty much anyone involved in land use and development? Yeah, all of the above, which is really one of the things that makes ULI unique. It is not just one segment. Uh, of the market or the industry, but truly strives to be multidisciplinary. So it's public and private sector, real estate developers, brokers, economic development, 
officials, architects, urban planners like myself, it really encompasses a range of folks. And with the Regional Council of Mayors and Minnesota Mayors together, um, brings in a really strong public sector dynamic as well. And what about your experience as an urban planner? Um, what Can you talk about that a little bit and kind of what, what you've done and what uh, attracted you to this opportunity? Yeah, I love cities. I love the, the ways people come together in community to define what they want to happen, to, to make it real. Uh, and that is not always an easy process. It can often be deeply contentious, but it's how we share our values. It's how we express who we want to be and where we want to live. And uh, the very messiness of that, I find important and interesting. So I've been working primarily as a consultant, and that's taken me around the world to a lot of different contexts. I worked at the federal level and at state, and then increasingly in the past few years, really focused on a local level or even a neighborhood level of work. And to see those same problems and debates at a lot of different scales has always been compelling to me. And I think ULI brings a lot of that together. And are you a native of the Twin Cities? I'm not. I grew up in Kansas City, so I'm from the Midwest. I went out to the East Coast for uh, college and worked out there and really wanted to come back to the Midwest. So I started looking for jobs here and came here for work originally and uh, then found I just didn't want to leave. I hear that from a lot of people who end up here. So good That's to pretty you. great. I even enjoy the snow. That's great. <laughs> I discovered broomball. Fantastic sport. We have to find fun things to do in the winter. It's, uh, otherwise, it can be a pretty long season of uh, just uh, sitting inside, I guess. But um, yeah. So anyway, um, um, talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, obviously, these are some challenging times we're living in with yeah. COVID and with the civil unrest and, and lots of issues that uh, people are struggling with now and um, some real challenges in our society. Um, where does ULI fit in? Where do you fit into that? And, and how do those challenges, how, how do you deal with some of those challenges in, um, in terms of uh, land use and, and development and, and um, meeting the core needs of our cities. Yeah, so there are obviously, as you mentioned, challenges on multiple fronts right now. I think the pandemic is really challenging a lot of how we think about space, how much space uh, we feel we want to need for ourselves, how we think about workplaces, uh, even increasingly the need for patio spaces for restaurants. I mean, it changes every aspect of that. And our question will be how much of this is short term and how much is long term? And how do we really prepare, particularly in downtown cores, but really across the board for a potential reinvention of how we think about space and work. At the same time, there are long standing development pressures that are not going to go away, even if the market uh, needs a little bit of an adjustment period right now. We had a housing shortage before this started and we'll have a housing shortage when the pandemic ends and we'll still need to, to continue developing, uh, continue reinventing our cities. That's what cities have done 
uh, as long as they've been here. And so this is another stage of that. And an opportunity to think about you know, the sharing economy and public transportation and uh, land use and you know we still have surface parking lots and how to think about how to make the most of all of those spaces and accommodating where we are now and where we're going and as far as the silver unrest is concerned i think this is really highlighting and bringing to the fore uh, issues that have been present since the founding of this country since before the founding of this country and where land use has not just been a casualty but a cause of inequality in our society and as a group that's committed to the responsible use of land i think this means that we have to look at hard questions about our own industry uh, construction and development are not particularly diverse businesses and there's an opportunity there's an imperative to do more there uh, to look at race and at gender and what that looks like in our own industry but also the role that development plays in the society do more and, and strive to uh, advance a different vision of the community well and one thing i noticed uh, is that uh, uli has something called a real estate diversity initiative and um can you tell me more about that and sort yeah. of what your goals are there so there are a few different areas where uli has had long-standing roles uh, trying to uh, tackle issues of equity. So Ready is focused on creating opportunities for women and people of color to really get a, a deep primer in the real estate industry. It's a networking opportunity, also an educational opportunity uh, to really advance careers. That's targeted towards mid-career professionals, not the young professionals, not the most senior, but folks who are really pushing to the next level of their career. And, and understanding that a lot of the structures uh, have not made it easy for women and people of color to to make all the strides that they could and should and so this is one program that is, is really geared to addressing that we also have the urban plan program which focuses starting at the high school level at exposing people to the opportunities in all of these fields uh, and really looking to recruit the young diverse vibrant workforce that we'll need what are some of your other goals or initiatives that you're working on in your new role yeah so there are a few different things and, and one thing i'll be doing early on is having a lot of these conversations with the members of uli with the sponsors of uli and different stakeholders on what need to be our emerging priorities but a few things that are already becoming clear one is to really rally around this conversation of how do we think about post-covid uh, and cities and what do these, I mean, many of our private sector stakeholders are small businesses themselves, right? How do you cope uh, with this type of financial uncertainty and really push through? And how do we think about development going forward? So that will be a very active conversation. Another is on uh, diversity and inclusion in our industry. We already talked about that a little with the existing programs. Then a good chance also to expand that to a broader conversation about equitable communities. And what does it mean, uh, not just to look at our own industry, but to, to look at the work that we do and the implications of the industry and uh, ask some hard questions and listen to what other people have to tell us on that. Uh, and then there is such an opportunity with the Regional Council of Mayors and with, in the past couple of years, ULI has really been expanding that uh, statewide, Minnesota Mayors together, 
uh, for the chance to local government leaders to, to come together. And they're facing all of these challenges as well as small businesses in the private sector with tight budgets and hard questions. And this is a forum for uh, mayors to really speak to other mayors. I also think for ULI, you know, as hard as COVID has been on all of us, uh, it's also the chance to come together, uh, Greater Minnesota and the Metro, in different ways and connect more easily. We've all gotten very used to these Zoom conversations. And so it's the chance to really broaden that and look statewide to, to have more of these discussions. Well, and statewide, there are a lot of problems that are, for you, you talked about housing, for example, and uh, certainly a need for more housing stock, more affordable mm -hmm. housing. And I guess what I've heard the term attainable housing for people yeah. sort of in the middle. Um, and that's, that's a statewide thing, not just Minneapolis, St. Paul and the suburbs, Absolutely. right? Yeah, and that's a lot of what I've been working on in, in recent years. Uh, has been this conversation about not just affordable housing, but housing affordability. And how do we look at that broad spectrum and say, we need to meet multiple housing types, multiple price points, and really have that more mixed geographically than it's been so that our workforce can live near where they work. Uh, now, right now, that looks a little different, but it's, it's a longstanding conversation, picking up from work in the, the 2018 governor's task force on housing, the Itasca project has really stepped up to take a, a private sector and public sector look at what employers mean to do. I know Greater MSP is focused on this. It, it's a top discussion. So what uh, what kind of background do you, did you have in that sort of, is, I mean, people don't necessarily grow up saying, I want to be an urban planner, but is that, <laughs> What, what uh, drew you to, the, to this line of work in the first place? Yeah, I've always been really interested in politics and identity and community. And you're right, people don't necessarily uh, grow, you know, dream of being an urban planner. I actually started looking far more internationally. And then nationally, I worked on political campaigns and I was a political consultant. And national politics gets a lot of headlines and it is important, but really uh, that led me to saying if I wanted to get something done, I needed to look more locally. I uh, felt like there was a lot of conversation on the national level and a lot of action on the local level. And that's what really shifted my focus. So still these core questions of who are we? Who do we wanna be? What do our communities look like? And the, the political process of working that out. But I think there's such creativity and energy in our local communities and such an opportunity there. Well, all politics is local, right? So it is. Here. You wouldn't know that if you looked at the newspaper, but it is. Yeah, and it's there. There are so many things that can be done at a local level. I think to um, create more inclusive communities and better opportunities for everybody. And so, you know, we'll we'll see how that pans out here in the um, as we as we continue to struggle through this whole COVID thing and 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 beyond. But um, and it is a struggle, but there's been so many great things happening at the same time. We're, we're learning of ways to, to do things differently, to connect in new ways. Uh, the, the civil unrest was 
you know, we're really angry and, and frustrating and scary, but also amazing uh, coming together of people to really call out for the system to change and to, to see new ways to act. I've seen my own neighborhood mobilize to really meet the needs of, of people who lost businesses or whose lives were disrupted and, uh, and really push for action. So there's a lot that I've been inspired by in the midst of all the challenges. Yeah, and hopefully more investment too in these, in all of our neighborhoods. Um, I just did an article today about a Minneapolis neighborhood that's getting its first new market rate housing in, you know, since the mid 80s. And, um, you know, I don't think that has anything to do with COVID or the no. social justice questions going on now. But I, I think the point is there's, uh, th there is opportunity out there to um, create real change. Mm -hmm. So, And community driven change in exciting ways. Yes, absolutely. So, um, so what else are, what else are you working on? Any other thoughts before we wrap it up? Yeah, I would say there are so many different things that ULI uh, does locally that I am still wrapping my head around different pieces of it. One of the things that's most inspiring to me is how much it is led by the members stepping up to volunteer and do the work. Uh, and so I'm excited to see where members want to go uh, to support them in that and, and take this forward together. Well, great. Well, I hope you stay in touch and uh, we'll keep, uh, keep an eye on what's going on and with all your events and so forth. And um, I, I know you do good work there. So um, yes, another part of our life that is being reinvented, but uh, yeah. we're all getting better at learning how to make these meaningful connections remotely. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Stephanie. Uh, thanks again for joining us and uh, stay in touch. Thanks so much, Brian. Right. Take care. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Beyond the Skyline. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about finance and commerce or to subscribe, go to our website, www.finance-commerce.com. I'm Joel Shetler, Editor of Finance and Commerce. Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Skyline.